Hey guys, it's Nate, and it's another Bite Sized. But I'm not here by myself. I have a very special guest for this Bite Sized. Say hi, special guest. Hi, I am the special guest, and I am here to talk about stuff. Special guest stuff? I don't know. We're talking about special guest stuff. That's oh, uh, for for those who who do not know who my special guest is is none other than West the Henshin Dad himself. Henshin a go go baby. There you go. My intro. It is perfect for me. Ah, I, it I, is. I wish my students could call me that as soon as I step into the classroom. But that'd be kind of weird. Mister the Henshin Dad. <laughs> Mister the Henshin Dad himself. How are you yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah. How you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm doing all right, you know, just doing the uh, the teaching thing. Just got done with like report cards a couple of weeks ago and conferences. And those are my least favorite, like, you know, 13 to 14 hour days of just talking on the phone constantly. And yeah, yeah, oh. but, you know, my family's out of town again. And, you know, they're, they're going to see some, you know, family in a nearby state, which I'm not going to give away because, you know, I don't I don't want to tell everybody where I'm at. You don't but, want to dox yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or anybody, you know, related to me. But they're visiting family. They're seeing them all for the holidays. So I'm here. Had Thanksgiving with another family. And it was pretty fun. And just enjoying our time of quiet before, you know, everybody gets back. And the little one's teething constantly, 24-7. And mm. screaming in my ear. But, you know. That, that's you know fun. you love it. I, I do. I do. You know, it, I'll, I'll miss these days when they're, you know, old and they don't want me anymore. But I mean, now, you might not miss all the crying and the pooping and the screaming. <laughs> but there you will miss the other things. Yes, yes, yes. I, I don't know. I think I would take the crying and pooping and screaming over the sassiness. But my daughter's already there at this point, too. She's like two going on, you know, 16. So, oh, my oh man, I, we are in for a treat with that one. I think I think Josh knows a thing or three about some of that. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Although um, I, don't, I don't know how sassy his kids are, but mine are. They, they unfortunately uh, 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 take after my side of the family too much. So. From what I understand, and I mean, Josh, Josh would have to verify that, but Josie is a bit of a firecracker. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah. It's, she's, from what I understand, she's a bit of a pistol. So, uh, well, I got you, some, you know, redheads in my family. So, you know, I, I, I understand a little thing about firecrackers. Firecrackers and pistols. There you yeah. go. Explosives <laughs> and things that burn. And what is my dad, my dad says something like, oh, he's fueled by uh, piss and vinegar. There you go. Hey, <laughs> like, right. I know that one. It's yes. real gross. But like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, vinegar is like not a thing for me. Like, I mean, I guess I like pickles, which is like. <sighs> Salt and vinegar like, chips, man. The best gross, chips. Gross, dude. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Oh, no, I, I got to kill me, now. Smalls. I can't deal with that. Hey, dude, you, I mean, you do you. Listen, here's a you, fun fact. I'm not really a potato chip kind of guy. I mean, I like corn chips, just not potato chips. Corn chips and chili. There you go. I think we can meet on that. I, uh, uh you, you know, and, and since we will get to the thing we're actually talking about, but, uh, you brought up <laughs> corn chips and chili. Megan made this, uh, it's like a chicken fajita chili. It's awesome. And then what we did is we just scooped out like bowls, right, of that. And then we got Tostito scoops and just like use those to like scoop the chili up onto the chip. It was fantastic, mm. dude. So good. I was like, I was, I was living, living my best life now, man. Yeah, that does sound like best life until later when, you know, you know, the, the heartburn kicks in, you know. Yeah. 
acid yeah, reflux then, a little bit, but you know, uh, until then. it wasn't, it wasn't that spicy. So it was okay. like, but it definitely, there are lots of beans and lots of corn. Um, <laughs> so one of those which, is not particularly good for the body, but you know, yeah, one <laughs> of those is it out. So it's okay. It's not great. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, fun little gross story. Um, when my one nephew was younger, uh, he's a, he's a notoriously picky eater, and my brother in law said to him, you know, and, and he kept calling. He had corn on his plate, and he kept calling it balloons. And he would go around the table and be like, "We don't eat balloons. We don't eat balloons." And be like, "Dude, that's not balloons. It's corn. Eat your corn, dude." Um, but he uh. His dad says, Jaden, what do, you know, and I guess I'm, I'm out, but he's like, Jaden, what do we say to corn? See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, I have seen that happen many times. So yeah. yeah, Okay. Now that we've gotten the the scatological humor out of the way. um, Well, we don't have any fun fanfics to talk about, you know? No, no, that was so, (laughs) dude. Like if you are at all even slightly interested in what, uh, Wes is referencing, which you may want to just avoid that particular one. Uh, but you, you can, you too can listen to the bro hang where I laugh uncontrollably for, I don't know, it was probably a better part of 45 minutes once we got onto the fanfic stuff. Um, and that's all in uh, what we call the bro hang. Uh, that is a patron, a Patreon exclusive. So, but I'm not here to shill for my podcast. Um, well, I mean, you guys are already listening. So, but exactly. no, uh, you had some free time and you sort of threw it out in the Discord. Uh, and I was like, well, I haven't talked to Wes in a hot minute. And I'm sure that between the two of us, we can come up with something to talk about. And then we were sort of bouncing some stuff around. And I was like, yo, so I've been meaning to do a bite sized about sort of like some of the bullet points that we've, you know, because over the last couple of years, we've we've sort of basically accumulated a few different like maxims, and so we're going to do a bit of a a bite sized breakdown here on some of just the breakdown bullet points. You know, little little sayings and and bits of wisdom that we've managed to accumulate over the years, especially that are especially pertinent in sort of managing and uh, you know gaining mastery over your backlog. So, and, uh, you were also generous with your time and gracious enough to sort of say like, Hey, let's talk about that. So we're going to talk about that Wes. Mm -hmm. So let's start with, um, I, I think I have three and if I come up with more, um, we'll see what happens. But what Josh and I have said frequently is uh, what is measured is mastered. And that actually came from a guy named Paul Maxwell. Um, you know, there was sort of a, I, I used to have a sort of longstanding Twitter conversation with him where I just sort of like tweet back and forth. And and he actually, I think tweeted out one time and I, I don't even want to say it's unique to him, but it's the sentiment that the things that you're paying attention to are the things that you're actually going to control versus letting them control you. And, uh, I mean, in a lot of ways, the, the backlog beatdown is sort of just a giant exercise in this. Now we have the gamification and the different metrics and the scoring and all that, but it really is 
just sort of a gamified version of this, this principle where pay attention to what you're buying, pay attention to what you're playing. And this way you can master the hobby versus having the hobby master you. I mean, I, I, I tend to think like, and it's, it's just surprising to me how much that really has actually become like a legitimate sort of like, that's actually been, become fairly foundational to a lot of like what Josh and I talk about. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I would absolutely agree. And, you know, I, I can't remember if this is the Bible verse or not, but you know, like, uh, what a man has with little he'll do with a lot or something. I don't know. I'm probably butchering oh. that. It's from the Bible somewhere. <laughs> no, it's like, um, it's, it's basically sort of, oh. I, I know what you're talking about, but it's like basically talks about like little obediences basically yield big. Yeah. Oh, the parable of the talents. That's right. So talking about like what you're faithful with, with a little and what, you know, ends up being all encompassing and, you know, video games, people think, you know, this is just such a, you know, it's a trivial hobby and everything. And, you know, in some ways it is, but what you're able to be faithful with, you know, even in that little bit of a hobby will bleed over into other hobbies and will bleed over into your life. Honestly, it's like these little habits that you form with how you actually measure things. Like we hear about people all the time, you know, finances are like some of the biggest killers of relationships because people are not paying attention to what they're actually spending money on. And with our, Mm -hmm. you know, newfangled electronic systems and everything where nobody uses cash anymore, it's just so simple to be like, oh, I'll just put it on the card, put it on the card, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And they get their little bill at the end of the month. And it's like, oh, my goodness, how did we spend such and such amount of money on eating out or just buying these little trinkets and everything? And the yeah. fact is, you have to be mindful of the stuff in every part of your life or else it's going to eat you up in some way, shape or form. So video games can be a very expensive hobby. So if you're not like actually measuring what you're taking in, you're not going to be able to take mastery over this hobby and it will master you. And it's very, very easy to get to that point where you have your entire like room full of games or room full of well, whatever, you know, books or music or, you know, snacks or anything like that. And it's just like, Ultraman, oh my goodness, Blu-rays, shut your mouth. I don't really hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, spend as much money as you want. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? It's just like, you got to take over these little parts of your life so that you can actually take control of your life. Well, yeah. And I mean, I mean, even sort of like, um, you know, and it, it, this is not just like sort of, this is not just specific to like backlog management. This is actually just sort of a tool that is useful for a variety of like, because we do tend to be a little more holistic. Like we talk about health, we talk about like work ethic and things like that, because I mean, you know, and again, we've sort of another bit that I've sort of spit out from time to time. And this isn't actually one of the ones I wanted to talk about, but it might as well sort of, but it's like, you can't really have a healthy appreciation for recreation without really understanding and having a robust understanding of what vocation requires and, and means for us. And Mm -hmm. sort of going, but it's like, and, and, and stewardship is all encompassing. It's a, it's a holistic sort of like pursuit where it's like, you know, the, the Lord has given us, bodies he's given us work he's given us food and you know and it's like you have to sort of and it's it's not to sort of say that you need to be micromanaging and sort of freaking out but it's like hey pay attention to what you're eating pay attention to what you're doing like sort of and again the the best way to sort of 
do these things. Like look at what you're spending your attention and time on. And it's the best way to do that is to just manage that stuff. Like measure that stuff. Like pay attention to how much time you're spending on your phone. Pay attention to how much food you're eating. Like pay attention to how much exercise you're getting. You know, pay attention to those things and, you know, measure those things. And, you know, you, you'll find that you master them fairly quickly as, as opposed to being mastered by them. Mm-hmm. So that was, I mean, that was nothing makes me feel more guilty than seeing that little message pop up on at the end of the week in my phone where it's just like, Oh, you spent 25% more time on your phone this week. And I'm just like, oh, shut up phone. Dude. Shut up. Yeah. But isn't it so <laughs> satisfying when you get the message that says like, you know, you, you're, screen time was down like 20% this week. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's because I was playing video games, but yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're not measuring the screen time on the big screen. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're just measuring how many, how many times I pick up my phone and stare at Facebook um, mm-hmm. or Twitter or discord or whatever. I think, the, the the sort of the next one that I would hit on is uh, as far as, and this has had a bunch of different iterations. Like, uh, and again, this this sort of came out of a conversation that I was having with Paul Maxwell at the time. But uh, you know, it started out as you know the best rest is rest that's well earned, and it has basically sort of been boiled down to earn your rest. Um, and this has actually sort of found sort of some of the reshaping from a, actually a guy named Lord Cognito. He's one of the uh, hosts on the Defining Duke podcast out of Last Stand Media. Uh, and, you know, just he's one of those guys that actually advocates for a lot of like fitness among, uh, you know, in the gaming community. Um, and he, he talks about that. But I, I think that it's just as much sort of, and again, it's sort of, it's a condensing of a thought that we've sort of been working out. And again, it's tied to that sort of vocation and recreation sort of finding the balance and the tension it's, but it's this idea, right? That it is important. Like recreation is important, but it is not, it is not the main thing, right? It is something that's meant to refresh us. And it, it's sort of like a piece of candy or maybe a, a nice dessert. When in the proper context, those things are really cool. But when that becomes your primary source, and, and you know, for anybody who's listened to the, the TRG episode that Josh and I did recently, I actually sort of hit on some of that. Like we started to sort of talk about some of this, but the idea is like earning your rest is a, is a one, it's a really great way to sort of make sure that gaming and recreation is put in the proper place. Because and and this actually has some sort of grounding in just basically the created order and you know and and I'm I'm not again I'm not going to sort of like press real hard into this but it it sort of has a lot to do with sort of a, a sabbath or a sabbatarian perspective right is that primarily you know we were made to labor 6 days and rest one um and and I'm not saying that you know if you're not working 6 days a week you're a bum uh, or anything like that. What I am saying is that the the sort of model here, the descriptor sort of is, or the general inclination is that we were made to work and that actually mm-hmm. the most, the, the bulk of our time and our energy was meant for labor, is meant for vocation, is meant 
to be productive, to be doing things, to tending towards, you know, to sort of extending dominion towards, you know, however you want to sort of whatever terms you want to sort of look at, but we are supposed to be, you know, working. So taking care of our homes, taking care of our communities, you know, paying our bills, like that's all stuff that like, that should be the bulk of our energy. Right. And then the rest that like, because that's ultimately what recreation is, is it's that recreation, right? And it's so it's like you're sort of being renewed in your created status. Like, you, you know, and, and again, like you're being refreshed, you're being renewed, you're being restored and you're being energized. Um, and so that you can go out and you can work hard again, you know? And so it's like, instead of like plopping down on the couch after work every day and sort of like turning on. And I'm not saying that I don't do this. I do this sometimes I do it probably way more often than, than I should. Like part of what I've tried to do is just make sure that like, I'm actually doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. So like, have I spent time in the word? Have I worked on memorization? Have I, you know, are there chores that I need to do around the house before I sit down here and sort of, you know, turn off my brain for a little bit. It's, it's, it's earn your rest. You know, like make sure that you're, you're putting things in the right place, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. that's, that's sort of become, and again, it's not something I'm perfect at, but it is definitely sort of a bullet point that I've, I've been latching onto over like, make sure that you're getting in some exercise. Like, you know, for me, I walk 13 miles a day. Um, so I burn a lot of calories, but it, I also need to be like making sure that I'm lifting weights you know, I'm, I, I've got a kettlebell workout routine that I need to sort of like, you know, really get back into. And it's like, you know, so like sometimes I'm just like, Hey, before I play video games, I'm going to take 20 minutes. I'm going to like swing this kettlebell around and I'm going to like, but no, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, Hey, I'm going to get some exercise or it's like, Hey, I haven't really spent time in the word in the last couple of days, you know, before I, you know, turn on the boob tube. Well, I sit down and do some journaling, do some reading, do some praying, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, well, I think the key word that you hit upon there, like a little earlier on, was the idea of balance. And I know that my balance has been totally thrown off the last couple of weeks as my family has actually been out of town. And it's like without Mm -hmm. my wife here to hold me accountable to all the things that I need to do and all my responsibilities, that went right out the window real quick. And I'm just like, oh, look at all these games I can get through or look at all these uh, shows I can watch while, you know, I'm doing this. And I'm just like. Dude, I totally it was like super lazy these last couple of weeks. That's pretty much all I've been doing when I'm not at work. But I noticed that as my balance has been completely thrown off and my responsibilities, you know, taking care of my family or taking care of the house or everything like I just haven't been sleeping as well or as, mm-hmm. you know, fitly as it sh- as I should. I don't even think that's a word, but, you know, it's, it's not really well earned sleep. Yeah, I'm working every day. I'm getting my job done. But when I come home, I just completely slack off and I'm lazy and then I'm not able to all asleep until late at night because I'm not actually doing anything with myself or I'm like getting like nervous or anxious about such and such a thing. And I can totally tell that's been happening to me. So like last night, especially I was just like, okay, I have work I have to get done. So I worked on some stuff for like the middle school boys group that I'm helping to like co-teach and trying to get that done and send it over to my partner who's working on that as well. Just be like, okay, what do you think about this for this review of such and such topic we're talking, talking about? And I was like, Hmm. Oh, okay. So I don't have to just, you know, be lazy all the time. <laughs> I should actually get some stuff done. So last night I actually went to bed early, you know, had a nice dinner and just decided, okay, I'm going to actually get back to a little bit of balance before my family comes. So I'm not a complete wreck. 
So yeah, I feel like I earned last night's sleep and I felt like I actually woke up refreshed and ready to go for the rest of the day. So I can totally see that like working out so recently for me. So it's kind of like, ah, you hit me right here, man. But <laughs> I feel well, seen. I, mean, I feel seen. Look, like, listen, listen, you know, just as somebody like I've also seen like the the stacks like of wood that you've split and like <laughs> I've I've heard the stories about how you dominate the the mallard in your like, you know, your ducks. But wasn't you do you have to flip him on his back and then like poke oh, him yeah, in yeah. his chest a whole bunch or something? You flip him on their back, poke him in the chest and be like, look here, I'm dominant. I'm, I'm the, the alpha. boss. Yes. I am I am the <laughs> captain now. Um yeah. Understandable. But, but yeah, I'm, but I, I I know I've been lazy. So it's just like yeah. oh, there you go. You know, that is very perfectly applicable to me right now. And as I'm working towards when they get back this weekend, it's like, okay. I have to completely reorient myself, get off this lazy schedule that I got on just because I wanted to be a bit of a bum. And, you know, sometimes that's okay. And sometimes most of the time that's probably a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, dude, like honestly, and I know like 2020 really kind of screwed me up because I was, I was lifting a couple times a week. I was getting up early. I was going and I was lifting a couple times a week with guys from church. Um, I stopped doing that. Which is probably kind of okay, because like I can't one. I'm significant. I'm I'm a few years older than both of them, and they were getting like into weights where I'm like, dude, like I got to go walk 13 miles after this uh, and and sling a bunch of mail. Uh, I I don't want to do this. No, there's also I probably should be pushing myself a little harder. Um, but so there's some of that. Which, and I'm, I'm trying to get back into that rhythm too, but it's like, just like the whole, like I'd come home and just veg out. And like, it was a really unhealthy, unproductive cycle for me where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, and it's, so it's sort of been kind of the last probably years spent sort of like doing a, a bunch of deprogramming. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just kind of. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones I think like as far as like you know like I said there's the the whole you know what what is measured is mastered it's sort of like encouraging mindfulness whereas this is just basically saying like this is mindfulness too but this is also saying like hey take stock of your day like have you really like just ask ask the question like sort of like take a little bit of ownership you know engage a little bit of discipline ask the question have I really earned this have I done everything that I needed to do today um which is like that in in a sense it's like it's kind of given but like listen we all we all do it we all like sort of like get lazy we get complacent we're like uh you know and it's not to say like i'm i'm just saying like i think it's it's a healthy set of questions to like sort of and and just challenge or you know to to wrestle with yeah uh the last sort of uh, I guess breakdown bullet point I wanted to hit was, uh, and I, I don't know if I've ever said this in, in a better way, but I, I kind of like the way that I, I was thinking about this, but don't, don't get run over by the hype train. You know, um, we were, we were sort of having a conversation about this before we started recording. And like the, the thing is with so much of this stuff, right. Um, it's so like, dude, like the last couple of months, especially we've had like, we've had some really great games and I know some people have been like, oh, this year it just hasn't been as strong. And I'm like, well, maybe in some ways, but I mean, we got Metroid Dread just came out. Shin Megami Tensei five just came out. 
Um, so you know, earlier this year, you had Returnal. You had um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the the new Ratchet and Clank came out. I think Bravely Default Two. Bravely Default Two, which I I also I picked that up. I mean, there's been a really substantial like Psychonauts Two. Like there's there's been some bangers um, mm-hmm. that have come out this year. And yeah, maybe it's not that sort of like God of War sort of level hype, but like there's been some really great games. And just one of the things, and this is sort just sort of a like, is that this is sort of almost a bit of an outworking of a principle that like my dad tried to sort of teach me is like, you know, when you want something, why don't you like you sit on it, like think about it. And like if in a couple of weeks you still want it, go and get it. You know, and you can afford it, go and get it. And it's basically because like in that moment, like, right. And and so basically the principle is like in that moment, like when, when Metroid Dread was announced and everything else, like, you know, there's, there's that sort of like, I want this, 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 like, gimme, 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 gimme now. And I'm, I'm there. Like I was... Mm-hmm. The only thing that kept me from, you know, being like a day one sort of guy was I think when I heard about Metroid Dread, I was like, well, maybe if I can get one of the deluxe editions, like with the steelbook and everything else, like, like, yeah, cool. I'll pull the trigger on it. Well, I couldn't. So, and I was like, well, you know, I'll just, I'll sort of like, I'll sit on this and I'll wait. And the further out I got from that, the more I was like, eh, you know, I don't need it right now. I don't have time to play it. Um, yeah. And then, then, and then a buddy reached out to me and said, "Like, hey, I, I, there's a heck of a deal here that he offered." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take it." So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I got it on a deal, and I'm still hyped. I'm still going to play it. But it was like, I think it was sort of like almost like tempering your expectations a little bit too, where it's like, I, I really think too. I, I guess so. There's so many things that in talking about hype where I'm just like, I'm not saying that hype is bad, right? Like be excited about the things that are coming out. Like, um, but at the same time, again, it's sort of an issue of putting it in its right place where don't let that hype sort of drive you into making foolish decisions or to sort of like, because it's so easy to sort of, again, just sort of get run over by the hype train. Where it's like you, you're sort of you get in that cycle of like keeping up with the new hotness, the new freshness, and like you know, ten years ago, like keeping up with the new hotness in video games was probably a lot easier than it is now. It seems like right. sometimes <laughs> every other week something new is coming out to like, and it's like you just don't have all the time and attention. And it's like, mm-hmm. and frankly, even just so, like some of it for me is like this idea, right? That with the hype, like it doesn't, it, I guess. And again, I had, I had a bit of a comment when, when Logan and I were having a conversation, I can't remember if it was on, I, but we were having a conversation at one point in time. And I just said, what I've noticed is that hype when I'm like, when you're in that sort of like hype cycle, right? It's like, you don't really have your own thoughts and like you don't really in, enjoy the game for itself you sort of you're you're almost sort of enjoying a game to sort of stay in the conversation and mm-hmm. your your thoughts are so 
And it's not to say that they aren't your thoughts, but they're so sort of like shaped and formed by the people, like everybody that you're interacting with on this game, where it's like, when you come at something a little later, like, you know, uh, always, you know, so great example. I'm playing Returnal right now, right? I'm, I'm, I'm past the hype cycle, like the hype window on this thing. And I'm telling you, dude, this might be my game of the year. Um, mm. It's so stinking cool. Like it's Space Cthulhu um, or, or Space Lovecraft. Oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> and I like, I mean, I like the, the roguelike formula too. Like, I mean, it's a third person shooter with some roguelike elements and set with basically like Space Cthulhu stuff. And I'm like, I'm into that. Like, give me, give me yeah. some like Lovecraft in space. Um, give me some cool atmosphere. I, I'm just like, I'm super into this game right now. And I, I think it's like, I probably would have enjoyed it just as much in in the hype cycle, um, like in, in the peak, you know, in peak hype. But I'm also like sort of coming at it and just, it's not as sort of, it doesn't feel as pressing. I'm able to sort of enjoy it at my pace and, and really like, yeah. So it's just like, for me, like I said, it's just like, there's so many elements to that because like, yeah, I, one, I find that for me, it, most of the time the game is just more enjoyable when I'm playing it at my own pace and not sort of like feeling like I need to keep up. But then part of it too is just like I make, I think I make better decisions when I just sort of like step off the, and and don't like sort of like, like I said, let myself get run over by the hype train. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and I would totally agree with that. And it's like what you hit on earlier, it's like you have all these voices like, shouting at you and all these different places is like, Oh, you gain this, you know, fear of missing out and everything. And that's, you know, a super, you know, real thing. It's just like, you think, Oh, okay, well I'm not part of the cool club if I don't do this right now. Or, you know, you have all these like hormonal chemical hits in your brain. It's just like, Oh yeah, I'm part of this hype train and everything. It's like, I felt that for pretty much every game that I bought this year. It's just like, I was super, super hyped for bravely default too. Cause it's like, Oh, it's a direct sequel to one of my favorite series. Of course, picked it up, played it for the first day. Didn't do much with it after that. I haven't put much time in it. Same thing with like the Neo, the world ends with you. I was like super, super hyped about that. Cause again, another cool sequel kind of stealth launch. Oh dude. Like that's definitely one that's like (laughs) um, on my radar. Um, Exactly. You and I both have like, we've talked about Neo like, Mm -hmm. and just, we've talked about the world ends with you period. Like I think you and I are both sort of fans of the original one. Um, Exactly. Huge fan. Huge Dude, like, just I, I don't mean to throw you off too much here, and we'll we'll get back to the main question. But when it comes to the world ends with you, are you OG cart or are you, you know, the Switch and iPhone port kind of guy? Oh, totally, totally the original. <laughs> that was Dude, the way the original better one. It's like, awesome, but it's mm-hmm. freaking hard. Oh well, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but like, Dude, I feel like that was part of the draw to it. Honestly, the other one is just like I just don't feel like I get engaged with the combat as much when everything's kind of happening in a way where it's like, oh, okay, this is obvious. With that one, you actually had to like really like divide your attention. So I was I was all in on that one when I had we time ought, to do it. <laughs> we ought to just we ought to make Josh buy a copy of the original Twooey cart. And mm-hmm. I said Twooey. Oh shoot me now. <laughs> Twooey. <laughs> but Twooey. Twooey. <laughs> but the, we ought to like get him a copy of the world ends with you. Um and the original one for the DS. And mm-hmm. have him play it and just do an episode on The World Ends With You. He hasn't um, played it? I thought he did. I don't know. I don't know if he played it on DS or not. 
Um, I know we brought it up because it was one of my top boss battles uh, in that one oh. episode we recorded last year, but I can't remember if he actually played it. Okay, hmm. that's, that's a good point. But yes, I'll, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, that like, yeah. That'd be a great and combo. Neo, I've been listening to the soundtrack for Neo. That's awesome. That soundtrack oh. is rad. It's wonderful. Yeah. And I just don't know why I just can't push myself to keep playing right now. Because I was just like, I, I really got into it. And then I just stopped. And it's just like, oh, okay. The hype cycle died down. So my hype for it kind of died down with it, which, you know, I got caught up in that. I let that dictate my enjoyment versus actually enjoying it for myself. And so I know I'll come back to it at some point. But yeah, it's it's really weird. I, I don't understand it. But I totally think it's part of that. You know, it's like, oh, you get the super big, like, chemical hit in your brain this is like what is it dopamine whatever it is call that yeah, i don't know what it is dopamine like, hit. yeah you get like super that's, jazzed that's about something your hormone yeah mm-hmm. and i know i would have done the same thing with uh shin megami tensei 5 had i not mm. had this free time to actually play through it and you know i'm on my third playthrough right now so I, oh geez yeah <laughs> yeah because i have time but like if i didn't have time like there's no way this would have gotten done at all so like i, I think that's a, a really good point to, to bring up about the hype train because it just it really drives you to make these decisions and a lot of them are, can be really poor decisions and it's like i got stacks and stacks of games i haven't even played yet i got my little binder over here somewhere oh yeah my binder here with like all my switch carts and everything and this is like oh yeah how many of these have i actually played i i, I don't remember i'm looking through them and i'm like nothing looks interesting right now to me so oh, it's like dude. i miss <sighs> i don't know it's hard to find that passion when you're so driven by the hype train and it's a real problem I would totally agree. Well, and it's, yeah, it's, it's sort of one of those things where the expectation has basically sort of, because there's no restraint almost, the expectation mm-hmm. has not been allowed to, like, I, I read something that it's actually satisfaction and it's, it's talking about like, again, dopamine um, and sort of like the process of like delayed satisfaction versus instant gratification kind of stuff. And they find that it's actually like the the dopamine drip, like the the dopamine basically floods your system in in the in anticipating the good thing. So it's like versus actually having the good thing, which mm-hmm. sort of explains like buyer's remorse and all that stuff. It's like the idea you're like this uh, I'm this thing is going to be so good. I'm going to enjoy yeah. it so much. Or this um, will make me happy right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel a little called out earlier with all my Ultraman Blu-rays, but, you know, I, I t- it totally has the same thing. Because it's like... It's teasing, bro. Like, I'm messing. But it's a similar thing because I have a whole bunch of those boxes that I haven't even opened or taken out of the shrink wrap yet because I just, you know, it's like, oh, I got it. Okay, great. Let's move on to the next one. Well, I mean, I'm still sitting on X and Orb. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't... don't beat yourself up but it's like that that's like one of those things where i think too like we it is really the embarrassment of riches you know it's like we have so many cool um there's just so much much cool entertainment out there right Mm -hmm. and especially like we have access to stuff like dude i mean like 20 years ago like ultraman was not a thing stateside like i'm not saying it wasn't at all a thing but it's like basically I mean, nothing though yeah basically it was like nothing. there were some dudes who knew about it and they're way cooler than i ever was yeah. um even if they probably weren't as actually 
you know, cool as I am or, or exactly. was. Um, but pinnacle. <laughs> pinnacle of coolness. Um, the, the pinnacle of something. Uh, I would not say coolness. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, it's like we have access to all this stuff we have. Like there's, and it's just like, and not just access, but like, yeah, it like, there, there's just an, it, there's just an abundance of like different ways to be entertained and which actually sort of is, is part of the problem, you know, is that we just, it, I guess it's, it's not a bad problem to have, but we just have entirely too much. Yeah. Just, uh, entirely too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, these are, those are, like I said, just a handful of like the, basically, you know, uh, what's measured is mastered, earn your rest and don't let the, you know, don't, don't get, you know, thrown under the hype train. Um, just because it's, it's like those things, frankly, like those three like principles are like bullet points. Again, I'm using breakdown bullet points because there is part of me that is Josh would probably just relish the fact that like there's part of me that has just never been able to get rid of um some of that that baptistness um you know <laughs> yes like you know like i mean i'm just like hey if this is as baptist as i get is sort of like wanting to use alliteration and sort of building i'm i'm good i'll yeah i'm cool like yeah yeah if, if, this is, if this is what has to come out, I guess like I'm fine. Just as long as it doesn't affect the things that actually matter. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah. Don't worry, I, you'll I just, come back to the light side eventually. I don't think so. Young Anakin. I, I'm, just, I'm just praying that like, you know, you and Josh, you, like the scales will fall off your eyes and uh, you'll <laughs> baptize your babies. Sprinkle them babies. Um, nah, nah. I mean, like, hey, like, um, just teasing. And yeah, there, there is a quote I have to share, and it's kind of similar to the one I had sent you and Josh. This uh, Seneca, and it this does kind of go with my book idolatry train that I'm on that I got mm. in super big trouble for at church. But you know, I'll uh, I'll avoid that story for now. But this is a long quote it's from Seneca of Peace of Mind, and I think it really dovetails with a lot of your points at you. It, it really like works with it. So give me, give me a minute to read this. If that, if that, if that's okay. So Mm -hmm. he says, what is the use of possessing numberless books and libraries whose titles their owner can hardly read through in a lifetime? A student is overwhelmed by such a mass, not instructed. And it is much better to devote yourself to a few writers than to skim through many 40,000 books were burned at Alexandria. Some would have appraised this library as a most noble memorial of Royal wealth, like Titus Livius, who says that it was a splendid result result of the taste and attentive care of the Kings. It had nothing to do with taste or care, but it was a piece of learned luxury, nay, not even learned since they amassed it, not for the sake of learning, but to make a show, like many men who know less about letters than a slave is expected to know, and who uses his books not to help him in his studies, but to ornament his dining room. Let a man, then, obtain as many books as he wants, but none for show. It is more respectable, say you, to spend one's money on such books than on vases of Corinthian brass or paintings. Not so. Everything that is carried to excess is wrong. What excuses can you find for a man who is eager to buy bookcases of ivory and citrus wood to collect the works of unknown or discredited authors and who sits yawning amid so many thousands of books whose backs and titles please him more than any other part of them? Thus in the house of the laziest of men, you will see the works of all the orators and historians stacked upon bookshelves, reaching right up to the ceiling. At the present day, a library has become as necessary an appendage to a house as a hot and cold bath. 
I would excuse them straight away if they were really carried away by an excessive zeal for literature. But as it is, these costly works of sacred genius, with all the illustrations that adorn them, are merely bought for display and to serve as wall furniture. Replace books with games there. I yeah, think that perfectly, perfectly goes with what you said. Well, it's it's the the issue of like mere accumulation where it's like, mm-hmm. listen, and it yeah, it, it like like measure like I mean, I mean, I guess sort of like play what you own instead of like mm-hmm. constantly buy and, and just buying things to have them. And and I'm not saying that like, hey, having a bunch of games like like I said, because I also do treat mine as as a bit of a library versus, mm-hmm. you know, sort of I, I, I want to look at it more like that. Like the the same way I look is like some of the, some of the stuff I've bought and I'm like I will hopefully read it someday or play it someday. I'm not gonna get bent out of shape. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like I have a bunch of books in my house and I have read most of them ish. Mm-hmm. Like most is like I would say like the majority of them rather. You know, so I over fifty one over fifty one percent, yeah. Um, because <laughs> I I have managed to pick up some some pretty beefy tomes, but yeah, it's like you, you know, don't just buy things like do you know what sort of like don't just buy things because it's like it's sort of avoid the the sale. The, like I bought Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, no, I did have a gift card and I used it, but it was like I bought a copy of that because the steel book was on like that, the, the game in the steel book was on sale for like 10 bucks. And I was like, well, that's 10 bucks. Yeah. And I mean, but yeah, even that's there, measured. It's like, you can measure it. Like it, it's a small little commitment, but I, I'm also like, you know, the, the reality is like, I'm not sure I'm ever going to play this game. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's just kind of like, yeah, don't, like the the idea is like well and even the idea there is like you know you have you see these really cool like collections where it's like dudes have just shelves of like ps2 games or ps3 games or old nintendo like gamecube games or whatever and it's like i mean there's a part of me that's super jealous because like some of those collections are right. like super legit but at the same time it's like you have all this stuff but like how much have you really played any of it or how much have you like you actually experienced or have like a, I would rather, you know, even sort of looking at sort of back at that conversation that Josh and I had with, with Jonathan uh, here recently uh, or John, you know, but like, I would rather sort of have sort of deeper, more robust experiences and fewer of them than have a bunch of sort of shallow experiences. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I could apply this to, you know, the big idol in my life, which is toy collecting, which is a thing that I've had to, you know, super seriously scale back on because, you know, it's just kind of become a black hole for money. But I think it's what like, we need to do, this is just my take <laughs> on it. Like, listen, and maybe this is really bad advice. Instead of getting all the cheap, like the the piles of cheap toys, you need to get the really expensive, like super dope toys. Like I that, both, that, so you know. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say like that. that I, I still sort of was that figure arts or whatever that Ultraman, oh, yeah. the Geed with it, the articulating joints, and then you can put on the different heads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just like, yeah. I still have oh, yeah. that one. 
there, there are those luxury items that I get for myself. But with those cheap toys and everything, I've switched over to those ones because my children like to play with them. And mm-hmm. I can share this with them. And they are being used. They are getting scratches. They are getting dents. They put them in their mouth sometimes. I don't want to know where they put them other times when I'm not looking. But the <laughs> fact is, they're getting played with. And we're able to bond over it because of that. So it's just like, yeah. I don't consider that money wasted when my children are getting such joy out of it. And they'll be the first ones to tell you like, oh, this isn't my favorite one. And oh, my daughter is like, oh, Tiga's my boyfriend. And I'm just like, whoa, wait a minute. That's not <laughs> going a little too fast there, a little two-year-old. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, you're going to date any Ultraman. You're dating Geed because he is the best boy. <laughs> He's a good boy. He buys PS4s instead of vacuums. But, you know, other than that. <laughs> Oh, but man. It's the same thing. Like, I, I, and I, I would totally agree with you. And that's just like, you know, whatever you have, make sure you're actually using it. And if you're not using it, well, yeah, at least try to use the majority of it. Well, it even goes back to like when we read uh, the, the, uh, what is her name? The, does this spark Marie Kondo? lady? Marie mm-hmm. Kondo. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and it's like sort of like, you know, like if you're not using it and it's just sitting around gathering dust, do you really need to keep it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, if you, yeah, anyways, yeah. But well, dude, this one has been, uh, I'm looking at the, the timer here and it's like, we're, we're pushing, we're a little over 45 minutes, which is, you know, not quite it's a beefy bite size. This is a big old beefy <laughs> bite sized. Um, it's a beefy yeah. five liter burrito. It's not like a real burrito from Taco yeah. Bell, but it's just like from the dollar, $2 menu. Dude, the beefy five layer burrito from Taco Bell is legit, man. That's it's that's it's the truth. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you you you're gonna get yourself a cheap burrito. That's the one to get. Um, but, anyways, well, Wes, thanks so much for hopping on here and sort of chewing the fat for a couple minutes. Uh, you are a a member of the Playwell Network, uh, along with uh, Paul, aka the Techno Funk Boy, and Josh and myself. Uh, so, why don't you take a second here and uh, plug your podcast and uh, all your other stuff, and then uh, tell people where they can find you. All right. Well, I am Wes. I am the Henshin Dad himself, but you know that's not the name of my podcast. It is the Henshin Dad, and you know it's kind of defunct now. But I, I will admit, or not admit, I will announce right now is another episode in the works is another episode episode mm. 101 is going to be coming out soon i actually have it planned out something cool for me not for anybody else but it's for me it's kind hey, of you get to make the content that you like buddy exactly exactly so you can find that at you know henshin dad podcast but you know i would be remiss though if i did not leave you with one more nugget of wisdom that i've learned from the backlog breakdown it's probably right. the most important thing we're going to be talking about tonight and that is ernest klein is a hack no, oh, he's the worst. The worst. The worst. Yeah. If there's the worst. W- if there's anything that you can walk away, it's like Ernest Klein's the worst. Um, don't be like Ernest Klein. And don't be, be like Ernest Klein. Really, but, he breaks every backlog breakdown maxim right there. It's it makes perfect sense. Well, and he 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 just he doesn't pursue excellence. He pursues suck. Yes. Um, he doesn't. And he overindulges on his you know hype train. He's on the hype train all the time. Oh, oh man, dude. perfect. He's the, he is the anti-backlog breakdown person. That's that's why I feel like I must battle him. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like, which would probably just end up in two like middle-aged grown men slap fighting, um, and one of them <laughs> okay. would have a lot of money, and the other one would be me. Um, You're putting a lot of faith in his hand-to-hand combat abilities. I bet he couldn't <laughs> even see anything coming. Come on. 
but well, we, we sort of, uh, again, thanks for hopping on here, man, for uh, chewing the fat and, uh, you know what gang until next time, I mean, you know, the things just, uh, be good. All right, guys, we'll catch you later. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Hey there, I'm Wes, and I run the Henshin Dab Podcast. If you don't know what that is, well, it's a one-man show where I talk about all the things that you need to know about the tokusatsu genre from Japan. If you've seen shows like Power Rangers and Ultraman, then you've seen tokusatsu. And I just happen to think those types of shows are pretty cool. So come on over and take a listen as I discuss all the current and retro happenings in the genre. You can find it over at anchor.fm forward slash Dad. I'll see you there, and don't forget, Henshin a go-go, baby! <laughs>